Okay, everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Big Things, where we talk big things. We are your hosts. I'm Katie Atu. I'm Sadie. And I'm Hawa. And today, today we got a special guest. I've known this guest for over a decade, which is kind of scary to say. Uh, so I'm really happy that she's able to join us today. We have Rochelle Nelson all upon oh big things. Yes. Oh Michelle is here joining. Let's talk big things. You already know she has the energy of Hawa, so it's gonna get crazy. I'm t- like, <laughs> so if y'all want a spin-off, if y'all want me to leave these other two, just Bye. no, we Let might have to know. leave, Sadie. We might have to leave because no, might- no, I will listen. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> On the but for Don't real, Rochelle, me. thank you so much for coming on today, making the time to speak with us. How are you doing? Tell the people oh a little bit about God, yourself. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh. Um, <laughs> hi everyone. My name is Rochelle. How am I doing? Girl, life is rough, but we're here by the grace of God. Um, that's all I, I can say. Um, <laughs> but hi everyone, my name is Rochelle. Um, I am an artist within the Jane Finch community, and I'm a creative director from the Flaunted Movement. And you know, a big fan of let's talk big things. So let's talk. Big oh, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. She said it. She said it. <laughs> See? No, because Rochelle, Rochelle came ready to fight. She woke up and chose violence. The like, topic <laughs> every day. But the Today, truth. Make it the truth. It's violence. She must but make educate it the us. truth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> violence, but make it the truth. No. That's another way. Virtuous violence. It. No facts. <laughs> well, today we're gonna talk about how texturism and featurism and features trumps colorism y'all didn't hear me today we're going to talk about how texturism and features trumps colorism Mm -hmm. i know i know y'all are sitting down listening to this like katie what are you even saying right now because yeah it's not making sense yeah the sense is not sensing (laughs) (laughs) and i think this is a really cool conversation to have because oftentimes we talk about colorism uh we might mention featurism and texturism but it's all separately like we don't have this dialogue together um so Rochelle why why do you think that uh texturism and colorism I mean and, and featurism trumps colorism like why is that even a thing the reason why I think that's a thing because like I was sitting down and thinking about the way that like black beauty standards uphold themselves outside of like the realm of like Eurocentric beauty standards right And I realized through like obviously consuming social media because we are in the age where everything kind of is on our phones, right? And I realized that a lot of the times when we talk about colorism, we have a specific idea of what, you know, who the color, like who colorism benefits, right? Like who the hierarchy benefits. And we never kind of look at the multifaceted, multidimensional idea of what a Black woman should look like. And like, thinking about the idea, the multifacetedness of like what a Black woman identity upholds. And we think about your certain beauty standards. We only think about the skin color when hair and features do play a big role in that. And when we think about like Afrocentric features, we only look at that from the gaze of like darker skinned Black women, but never realizing that like there are lighter skinned Black women that also uphold these features of Af- quote unquote Afrocentrism. And a lot of those times, those light-skinned women are villainized or demonized because of it and they're like oh well you're light-skinned and you don't have you know 3c hair yo like you got the bad end of the stick oh you're light-skinned but you don't look like this specific other light-skinned person oh yo like you don't have the good genes but then it just shows Mm -hmm. that at the end of the day like it's everything that has to do with africanness that's demonized not just anything to do with skin color yep and for those of y'all who don't understand what these specific features we're talking about we're talking about things like big nose like uh, a bigger bigger lips um mm-hmm. but the the issue i have with that too is that when we make these features trending then it's okay to have for example bigger lips mm-hmm. you know before that was demonized now everybody wants the the puffer lips now everybody wants the kylie jenner you know they're they're calling them they're calling it kylie ah, jenner li- can you kylie imagine jenner jenner lips. Jenner. no our yeah. sisters are rolling and she went things. to dr miami and she bought it <sighs> Not Dr. Miami. She bought the lips, but we're here blessed with lips for my ancestors. She bought yeah. the lips. But we were, but we were demon. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's okay to get the features. Like you can buy them, but it's not okay if you were to born To have with it them. naturally. Yeah. 
make it make sense yeah and like it it's so relevant at the fact that like everything like it's okay to be the blueprint but not to be the forefront of that thing and like Mm -hmm. it's been taken away from black women so many times when it comes down to everything right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i remember being made fun of, of because of my lips in predominantly black spaces right and being hypersexualized because of things like my mm-hmm. lips but then now it's like oh like this is what needs to happen or this is what i need to fe- have to feel beautiful and it's like no hate to the women that do it but also remember that you villainized and demonized black women black girls for having mm-hmm. these features and hypersexualized them and made them feel like they didn't have a space within their own bodies yeah and i like how you highlighted black women and black girls i feel like a lot of times people forget that black girls young girls they are demonized for their features and that's where it starts and they're also sexualized for it as well and Mm -hmm. people often leave them out of discussions when it comes to black women and just black people in general so i really like how you highlighted that because like when i was younger as well um my features are a little smaller so I've always had people tell me like oh you look different you don't look West African I was like like what do you mean because they're like oh like you have like smaller lips and smaller nose and you know how like West African people look like and I'm like no I don't (laughs) it was it was so yeah it was so weird so then when you did bring up this conversation at first like when we were first talking about I was like that is very true because i've i've yes i've been like demonized for my dark skin but when it comes to features no one has talked about it only my dark skin but then i've also seen um lighter uh skinned black women who were demonized for their hair because it was 4d instead of like a 3a whereas like my hair would be my hair is like a 4a and like i wasn't talked about that it was just very interesting so it this topic really got me thinking i'm like damn It really is, like, featureism um, that trumps colorism. But then, at the same time, I'm like, what (laughs) is... Because I remember I was also talking to my other friend, and she was saying, like, for example, Ryan Destiny. She is, like, forefront of, like, Black, like, dark-skinned women. Like, when people think dark-skinned women, they think her. Because she really doesn't have those features when you think about it. Like, with the big lips and the big nose, whatever. It's very small. But I remember I was talking to my friend, and she was like, to me, that's not even like how I view dark-skinned women but then she is like plastered all over when there's other dark-skinned women who like who have like these fuller lips and big noses who I deem as beautiful but you would never see that you know in the media or whatever so I was like you know that is they pick and choose interesting yes they do pick and choose because Ryan Destiny is a dark skin darker skin woman um she's not the darkest but she's a darkest skin woman yeah, you know, people deem that as beautiful. But then when you see, like, other women like Lupita Nuango, like, you don't really see her all over there. You see her as kind of, like, um, almost like tokenism. Like, she's yeah. just there because we need that Black We have actress, to show. Yeah. Right. But you don't really hear it in terms of, like, beauty and stuff like that. So, in comparison to, like, um, women like Ryan Destiny. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Sadie, what do you have to say? Um... It's a very interesting conversation because I feel like it's all just like a beauty standard complex. Like there are social beauty standards in like the Eurocentric sense and then there's societal beauty standards for black women and then for even dark skinned women. Like there are dark skinned women with Eurocentric features and they actually don't even have to be Eurocentric. They could just be outside of like stereotypical ideals. Like they could just have long hair Mm -hmm. and because apparently black people can't grow hair no like, no crazy. let's talk about that for one second <laughs> yes. no, people so genuinely true. believe that black women don't even have hair period like yeah, they really once they the see your hair yeah literally <laughs> once they see your hair out of like braids or something they're shook they're like yeah. wait that's your you have <laughs> hair under they're like wait you're not bald and I'm like, mm. right. you know yeah. just like how your hair grows the same human it's 
yeah it's the same that like we're, <laughs> i'm dead like human, human. <laughs> like, i gotta use that next time <laughs> no honestly or even if it's just like the facial features if it's smaller um things of that such it's crazy because they'll always question if she's like you guys said like if she's biracial if she's mixed race even though no she's just black it's like having eurocentric features it doesn't block out someone's like quote-unquote blackness mm-hmm. Just because even if they're dark skin and they they do have those Eurocentric features, they are not less black than the next dark skin person who does have maybe fuller lips or 4C hair or things of that such. So it's very interesting that people view that in that sense. But then people, I feel like they just need to understand that like black in general is a spectrum. Like there's so many different types of black people. Like we are the most genetically diverse mm-hmm. group of Talk people about in it. the world. And that's why we're Hispanic. That's why we're dated. That's why we're East African. Uh, tell them, tell them. Bro, we chop this world. Like we're everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. But I will say in terms of like futurism trumping colorism, I, I'm kind of on the fence with that just because at the end of the day, I feel like when it comes to comparing um let's say someone on the same pedestal, if there's like a dark skinned woman with full features uh, in comparison to a light lighter skin, skin. Yeah, lighter skin, black women, she's still black, but she's just of lighter skin. At the end of the day, she's always still going to be deemed as more desirable than like the dark skinned women, even if they do literally look true. exactly the same, but one is just darker, one is lighter. And it's all just like a hierarchy complex. Cause it's like, whatever is closer to the white intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also got to think about it. Like within the black community, like I like to start there first because people need to understand that colorism and futurism does happen. Um, like the demonization of it does happen within the black community and yeah. lighter skin women, black women or biracial women are deemed more desirable in the black community itself already not even outside of that so that's a good point that you brought up Sadie yeah and I think it's also like the obsession with ambiguity right like Mm -hmm. I think the because like I remember talking to one of my friends and her talking about like there are some black folks that like you know they're black obviously they're darker skin but like you don't know which part of Africa they're from or like Mm -hmm. where they're from and it's just like oh well they're like an ambiguous black person so they have the dark skin but they could be east african they they can be central they can be west they can be like mixed with another darker skinned you know like group of people that's not black and then it's kind of like exotified right Mm -hmm. because even though lighter skinned people like we're expecting them to kind of look a specific way when a dark skinned person a dark skinned woman like in this lens has those features it's kind of like oh my god like they're more exotic because it's not expected right and like going back to like the ryan destinies if like you know like she is put on kind of like this pedestal of like this magical black girl notion Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like well this is like your leader kind of thing like she's dark-skinned though so like yeah exactly don't worry and the thing is like the featurism and texturism play a big role in like how people are perceived through pretty privilege as well Mm -hmm. right and like while i think like if we were to put up like ryan destiny up to like another light-skinned woman that has the 3c hair and the eurocentric features like 100 percent she like the light-skinned woman would probably trump in that in that space because the only thing that's separating them is that that degree of darkness but I think in the in the sense of like hyper exonifying dark-skinned women that kind of look unreal quote-unquote because they have these Eurocentric features and textures that are not supposed to be not not supposed to reside in dark-skinned women yeah Mm -hmm. I think the issue that I have with it all too is like people I I guess society as a whole picks and chooses what's defined to be beautiful and like the blacker you are whether that be your skin color texture uh, feature whatever the case is like whatever you have that points out to people that you could be of African descent um, then automatically throws you down to a level where you're not beautiful anymore from features to skin tone to whatever the case is it all goes back to like your blackness you know like what shows people that you're from the continent of Africa or the the Caribbean, where, wherever, whatever the case is, whatever shows society that you're Black automatically determines you to be 
on the lower part of the spectrum where you're not deemed to be more beautiful. And obviously you start to see the ladders from like color to texture to features. That's when it kind of transgresses down to it, um, which talks about the intersection. So like when you have all of those features, you're at the bottom of the barrel versus when you have less of those features, you start to climb up when you start to, um, I guess, exude Eurocentric beauty standards, which is so it's so concerning and it goes back to your point how when you said i actually called you how at this point i'm proud of myself oh my gosh when you said, <laughs> i thought you talked about someone else i know <laughs> my fault <laughs> when it goes back to my point no. then it so uh <laughs> when you said when you said it starts for from when they're girls 100 because it's like what are we showing these girls to be beautiful barbie dolls we only just started now seeing barbie dolls with our type of um just hair texture i just didn't now. even know that was a thing so and and coloring thing we talked about coloring the other day whenever we used to color people in like humans or our family members when we draw we would use a beige pencil crayon band-aids we just talked about that too so it's like all these things we didn't even understand what it was until we're all grown now and like we we can have these type of dialogues but before we just we deemed it to be normal because that's what we were being taught and that's what we are being um that's what we are being shown Mm -hmm. so it does start from when we were girls and I feel like it, you can talk about the education system and um, it being started from there, but 100%, it goes back to our homes. I'm sorry, but our family members, you know, we should also be taught this because as a, as a you, I was not allowed to be walking around um, the the city with my hair out, like my Afro out. My mom would ask me, where am I going? Am I crazy? Like I look like a crazy person. <laughs> where am I going? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like my Afro. So I always deem that to be unkept it's not professional it's not cute where are you going get your hair done when in reality now I'm learning like yo my curls are cute like I look good in an afro and that Mm -hmm. should be normalized but because we were taught that was not you know it's not cute we didn't want to do it yeah (laughs) even even with like um with like skin tone and stuff like a lot of like my I guess the cousins that I'm with all the time like including y'all like I'm always the darkest even like on my mom's side as well always the darkest and like I've never had someone say like oh your dark skin is so nice it was always um so and so has light skin they're beautiful so like growing up like seeing lighter skin like black women or just like even white women I was like yes that is beauty because no one ever told me that having dark skin was beautiful until like nowadays where you know you see the ryan destinies and like you see the lupitas with like the dark skin and everyone's like oh my gosh it's so like nice and shiny but then again it's also it's over sexualized and it's almost like a fetish because some people are saying like i've heard people say like oh you know I want to see like dark skinned women like oiled up and like photo shoots and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, no, that's no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'd rather you go back to ignoring it than you like over. (laughs) It's just now it's just like weird. I, 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 I like even especially when it comes to like black men, any type of man, like it's always fetishized in a way, Mm -hmm. um, darker skin and stuff like that. Um, black men being fetishized that is a whole topic that's in itself. a whole nother topic <laughs> in itself oh my god i don't days. like do we even have time enough time in this world do we? like ever <laughs> ever and, and even it even goes back to like when when you said that it reminds you of tanning like when people tan mm-hmm. i mean i have no problem with people tanning it it gets problematic when you transform yeah <laughs> you know like there's tanning and then there's when you turn into a regular piece of chicken to jerk chicken like there's that no Rochelle, no no because no, how, she said regular how do you piece go of from chicken? pink to brown and like it doesn't oh, make oh, no. not, even, not even brown and black and because black and like it looks screaming. burnt and i'm like oh hmm <laughs> But that's so interesting, though, because, you know, like, it's majority white people who, you know, like to go out and tan. Mm -hmm. They want to get darker while there is while, you know, black people or like the black community um, (laughs) deal with um, bleaching and stuff like that. We want to get lighter. So it's like they taught us like colonialism and stuff like that. They taught us that being lighter is um, being more beautiful when in general mm-hmm. it was always being darker that's more beautiful because then why else are they trying to tan 
you know for sure. but it also just so... shows like a level of of what's the word like privilege because like for oh, us yeah. we have to yeah. go through like the lightning stages to assimilate and to completely be able to be accepted into these spaces whereas you know if they're 10 oh my god like yeah i went on vacation like they're able to say i'm 10 because i just want to i want to bore bora yeah <laughs> i want to i want to hawaii i look like you like, now i look oh like gosh. you oh my gosh you remember those kids oh that used to come god. back from vacation and the they braids. have braids listen <laughs> the braids it's and the, the braids. beads and the colorful bands it's the side braids <laughs> i don't even want to yeah. talk about you because that's <laughs> Ooh, I know my spine is gone right after 100 percent where are you going to uh, <laughs> you know what schools i was going where to. are you going to and where are you coming <laughs> from take it out i'm why. dead <laughs> different <laughs> neighborhood <laughs> facts imagine I'm doing dead. that at westview oh. yeah uh, 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 no <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me i would not have it I will not have it all. That's me. Don't kill me. No, but I think, Rochelle, like, you you brought up a good point with the whole, like, exoticism, I think is how you say it. Yeah, like, I think when it comes to even black fishing, I'm realizing, I don't know if this is, like, a too much of a broad statement to make, but, like, when it comes to black fishing, I feel like they don't necessarily want to be or look necessarily black. It's more mm-hmm. so that they want to look ambiguous because exactly. like they want to mm-hmm. look exotic. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. And then yeah. it's very it's a good point that you brought up how it's like we're doing the opposite. We're trying we're- to get lighter and they're trying to it's just like, OK, guys, it's the beauty. It's standards. Exactly. Because when we think about like now for instance like the jesse nelson debacle that's happening right people mm-hmm. are like she's trying to be black she's trying to be black but it's like right. no it's because they see what is trending within the black community which exactly. is mixed black women that are mixed with a whole bunch of things like you can be you don't have to just be black and white you can be black and asian you can be mm-hmm. like whatever right mm-hmm. and then they become the epitome and the atonement of blackness and then there's like okay well i can't get to lapita so let me get to sweetie Mm-hmm. I can't get to Lapita. Let me get to Zendaya. Because the thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, these are, like, when people talk about, oh, I wish this person were in a film. Or, like, oh, like, this character is supposed to be Black. I hope Zendaya plays it. I oh. hope Stormy Reed plays it. I hope. And, like, no, like, offense to these these women. Because, like, at the end of the day, they still, they're doing the work. They deserve whatever position yeah. they get. 100%. But it's just, like. Why is it that when you think of what a black woman is supposed to play, a black woman that doesn't have to play black, by the way, mm. and that's that's also another thing, Tell like them. a blackness that's not like oh, it's kind of like I just so happen to be black, mm-hmm. not I am black and these are the adversities I have to face because I'm black, not yes. I'm human and people humans face adversity, so let me go through this life as a black woman navigating these spaces it's kind of like you're the only personality trait that you have the darker you get down the line is your blackness and yeah. that's it and the yeah. one thing that i'm like going back to like what sadie was saying like black like light colorism plays a big role in that aspect where it kind of like the black experience kind of decreases depending on the space that you're in and how light you are mm-hmm. yeah outside of the black community right mm-hmm. and it's just it's really like annoying because I people like while I am black first that's not the only experience that I carry yeah because in the all black space that blackness everybody's black so there's other things that I have to be able to navigate through as well and it it just keeps like edging back to that every single time 100% like I mean as we always say on the show like intersectionality like we we don't only live the black experience because black is very broad because mm-hmm. black women face different barriers yeah than black men even mm-hmm. though they're black they're still men so they still have privilege because mm-hmm. they're men and even like for for us like let's talk big things like we're muslim we're, we face barriers as muslim women as muslim but also as black muslim women because there is racism within um islam so Mm -hmm. it's it's you're right Rochelle. it's not just our blackness because even when we are in a black space we're still facing like different types of uh discrimination and barriers and stuff like that and when it comes to like the media and shows i feel like um when people see 
black women who are like Zendaya and Stormy Reid and stuff like that it's what the audience is comfortable seeing because people Mm. aren't comfortable seeing like darker skinned women just playing normal roles like that Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to them for some odd reason as if we all don't get up in the morning and brush our teeth like it's just no like I swear people just think that we don't have just normal some people (laughs) don't morning routines no and they are the people that you're thinking that we're talking about yes that's the people that we're talking about some of them don't even be brushing their (laughs) teeth (laughs) (laughs) don't be brushing their teeth washing their legs or anything so it's just it's very interesting that you know um there are these like black women who play these roles because that's what the audience is comfortable seeing they're not comfortable seeing anything else other than that again no shade to them because as they should be getting their coins but like why not it's still it's still an issue and I and I really don't know if it'll ever go away to be honest um, until we make a safer space for ourselves, for our communities. But then again, it goes back to, you know, who's hiring who or who's giving who the chances and opportunities and stuff like that. So, so I guess a yeah. question I have in, in regards to just what you said, how a lot of people have been coming for um, Tyler Perry in mm. regards to like the movies that he made. <laughs> I don't to- was- no, because... <laughs> No, <laughs> well, listen, okay. here we are, here we are talking about how we need to be given platforms to like, um, to just, I don't know, showcase ourselves on screen. However, Tyler Perry, a black man, um, in the majority of his movies, I'm pretty sure, if not all, centers black women. Am I right? Yeah, for the most part, all, uh, yeah. all of his movies, yeah. including like Medea and stuff like that, like they're black women focused. If it is black men, they're still black women being showcased and different types of black women like from dark skin to uh, lighter shades to old to young we got a variety however people have a problem with the fact that um he keeps like i guess honing down onto the struggles of black women and painting black women in a specific (laughs) narrative because apparently we're crazy in a specific narrative (laughs) um, i didn't forget janet jackson sorry continue no 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 my question is how y'all feel about that but i guess sadie um, is perplexed are we crazy (laughs) no because it's like yeah with tyler perry i don't Okay, because like in the beginning when I didn't deep it, when I was just laughing at Medea, you know, enjoying myself, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, here is a black man finally bringing in black actors and actresses and, you know, showing the black experience on TV. However, Mm -hmm. is that really the black experience? It is for some, but it's not for all. But you know Mm -hmm. how people are going to take it. When they see one black person, they're going to think that's how everybody else is. So we know as a black community, this is just entertainment. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. But people outside of that, they really think this is how we live day to day. So... (laughs) Just because we know the insides doesn't mean that the people outside know. So it's because but, but someone can argue that eh, devil's advocate <laughs> no, no, every no, no. day. <laughs> is he is he making it for other people or is he making it for us to be entertained? So here's the thing, right? I feel like Tyler Perry has exceeded <laughs> the black realm. Like he's he is oh, yeah, yeah. universally known, right? Yeah. And at first, like when he was doing his play, listen, I had every single Tyler Perry uh play in no my little facts. DVD player. And I will sit here watching what's done in the dark. Listen, don't play me. <laughs> so it was really, and then also like, because like I, like being a Christian person, there was like a lot of Christian ideals and backgrounds in those, in those spaces. Right. So like, that was kind of like a way for me to like, t- like take in lessons without like really yeah. having to be like, Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think once Tyler Perry hit mainstream Hollywood, it, it became a menstrual show of what black women are supposed to be and it kind of was playing it up and it also like goes back to like it's very like I'm going to connect it to like vine days when like you know Mm. young poppy and all those people that that 
play oh, yeah. black women and put on lipstick and it's just like yeah. oh, Byron did it and it was really funny I, for black yeah. women because we all know the women that you know are quote-unquote kiatis yeah. you know what I mean yeah and like, yeah. that doesn't mean that like that speaks for all of us but because we know people like that it was funny for us but then mm-hmm. when other people kind of get hold of that mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a misstep in translation yeah right? and and the way that black people can be successful is breaking through in white mainstream media yep. so when tyler perry failed us <laughs> was when he realized that he was becoming that black director that black storyteller mm-hmm. and still falling into these devious tropes that paint black women in a broad yeah. stroke because yeah. like even now to this day like there are still plays going on and he's having black men play black women and those women have the bright colored hair and yeah. are extra and in 2021 <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean and like you have to be so mindful that, with that because then that goes into the misogynoir of what being a black woman exactly. is because yeah. it's hyper masculinating black women so exactly. imagine being in the same breath being hypersexualized, also being hyper masculinated in every yeah. single breath that's being taken especially by black folk and then yeah. because it's made by a black person a lot of black people like to shield their eyes and be like oh well it was made by a black person so it mm-hmm. comes from it must be, yeah yeah and it it's just, oh, that's know, not always the case exactly and people need to understand tyler perry is a black man Mm -hmm. so obviously when he is making these characters he's not thinking about the misogynoir or he's not thinking about the way that it's demonizing black women or how like people outside of the black community may see this because again like you said Rochelle like we understand it like it's just a kiki to us but Mm -hmm. like to the folks outside of that it's not they really think this is real life so if Tyler Perry was do you guys think it would be different, like, if it was a black, a black woman? woman? Yes, I think the lens would be different. I, okay. I, I do think, and the thing is, like, with Tyler Perry, I think <laughs> he does strive on, like, mediocrity because yeah. he's been around for so long. Yeah. And, like, he does have great work, in, like, bodies of work, right, that, like, we mm-hmm. all grew up with, like, Die of a Mad Black Woman and oh, those type of yes. things. and. And we're not in a place yet as a society to see Black women outside of the angry Black woman sphere. Narrative, yep. So, like, when Tyler Perry does have these narratives, while it is a reality for for some women, it there's it gets missed in translation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because if you look at it from the lens of Black women are always angry, it's kind of like, oh, well, this is irrational. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if you're sitting down as a Black woman, you see, well, like, if that person did that to me i'd be acting the same way like and like i remember um i think it was acrimony the film (gasps) that was with taraji henson (laughs) and like at first right like when i first watched it i was like what the you know like what are you doing like like, what's going on and then i i i removed the black woman from it i removed the lens of the angry black woman because we still have massage noir in us as black women i removed that lens I watched it as like an objective, like just a woman that had an eight poop dude. And I don't know who's going to be listening to this for the children. And he's, he, she gave him everything. And yeah. acrimony means to, to fall into like an unreversible un- fit of rage. Yeah. Right. But because a black woman is playing it, it kind of feels like she is bewildered. Whereas yes. like if you remove the black woman from it, you put a white woman in it. That would be what, oh my God, like it really just captures girl. the yeah. the ideas of when a woman yeah. is angry and is slighted by the world, but like black women yeah. are also slighted. But because we always put that lens on of the angriness or the anger it's of a black woman, mm-hmm. it becomes something that enrages us because we're like, why can't we have stories that are not about angry black women? But yeah. the reality of it is just like, that is, it was a good story, right? It was, but yeah. it was messed up in the translation of, the fact that like it's a black woman that plays it and having Taraji P. Henson who played someone like Cookie on TV for years, mm-hmm. who was a quote unquote the epitome of probably what an angry black woman looks like. Mm-hmm. It Literally, kind of that's it, her character. It, it puts the notion in black people's minds or people that are not black that are watching the film, oh well, this is just a story of another angry black woman. What's new? Yeah. L- that and is exactly the point. Exactly. Yeah. And then people forget that 
you could put any woman in that position. They would act the exact same. Bro, you could put me in there. I'm not a violent person. I will act the exact same way. Fact, she's really I not. mean, it doesn't really help my argument because I am a black woman. But I'm trying to say <laughs> that you could put anybody in that position and they would act the exact same way. And yeah. it's very unfortunate because people really think that whatever emotion black women express, they want to take it to the next level. We're allowed to be angry. We're allowed to be sad. We're allowed to be, you know, this, that, and the third. But again because there's that narrative of that angry black woman people that's all people are going to see they're going to miss the story of that movie because it is a good story um but especially because it was taraji p henson that yeah played it and it becomes one of our characteristics too you know like this whole narrative of that angry black woman and we have to also be we start being mindful like i know for myself every time i'm in a particular situation i like especially um I look at my surroundings I'm like okay I can't act or say certain things because I look at my skin tone I know how I look like so if I project my voice in a certain manner or if I do certain gestures with my hands or whatever the case is something that's too quote-unquote obnoxious or rude Mm -hmm. to other people or defend myself then I'm automatically presumed to be angry or or splurging out or ratchet ghetto whatever the hell these terms come from I don't even know anymore um so that's when it becomes problematic in regards to Tyler Perry that's his name right yeah Tyler Perry now I'm forgetting (laughs) (laughs) okay don't do that to Uncle Tyler (laughs) so the joke is I'm not even gonna lie I grew up obsessed with this man's work like I would watch every single movie, like, play. I would be dying in my bed talking about, yo, this is all facts, da 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 like, laughing, oh, my gosh, or crying if I needed to cry. But then when it becomes problematic is exactly what y'all just said, like, in a sense where now younger girls watching this is starting to to look like, oh, this is how Black girls act, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go to school, and, and, you know, now I know all about Black women, I know about Black girls, and that's when mm-hmm. it becomes a little bit, what are you doing? Or even, like, Black men, because they start to do it, too. Oh, why are you getting mad? Why are you getting mad? What do you mean, why am I getting mad? <laughs> like, yeah. like, as if they didn't do something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> when you do something bad to other people, do they not get angry? If someone came and boxed you on the head, you would say oh why no, you but like for real like f- like sometimes i sit down and i'm like okay i'm black and i'm jamaican mm-hmm. so that is oh. a double whammy because people oh, would no. think that we're mad <laughs> even though we're just loud <laughs> i'm short so people think i have a napoleon complex oh like, no, no. <laughs> so no. i'm walking around think about oh that God. the short girl it's you know not I mean? okay so I'm, I'm yeah. like sitting here and i'm like oh dang it like what the heck <laughs> so like it's either and like sexes. or even like when black women like black women can't find no peace like, even if i'm sitting in a corner quiet. Hey. why why are you so quiet yo, why, are you why is your face like that why yo. you, you can't yo, you smile can't you nowhere who are you please leave me alone like, i'm literally I'm listening to taylor swift like, like more times i'm listening to paramore like i'm just in my feelings right now i'm out here listening to misery business trying to really hold my mouth i'm jason mraz and y'all are out here cussing me like eh, jason mraz is a soft-spoken man i have to you know what i mean and, and, and but like it also goes back to like the space of like hair Oof. because oh. i was talking about this with um one of like Shanice Kiriati mm-hmm. I was talking about with her shout out to Shanice <laughs> um and I was talking about how um Emmanuel we me and Kiriati ran track together and our friend Emmanuel was also in that space and because she was darker skinned and she was West African and you visibly West African oh, that took me a minute sorry yeah, I understand yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're talking about now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. and and like this girl that we we ran track yeah. with visibly West African forcey hair and she did not perm her hair she did not you know like had her afro out yeah and the only thing that separated me from her was the fact that my hair was permed and i was i made sure that she was like when people were making fun of her i was like yeah you know if they're making fun of her they're not making fun of me and the one thing that i have is that my hair is not and it's like my hair's straight that's the one thing that i have Mm. and she was bullied she was called a man and i've also been been told oh you're like a boy this is that and it's like i would sit there and i'm like oh because like i'm better than you 
in a specific space or because I'm not going to humble myself or not humble myself. I'm not going to make myself smaller to be able to um, come into the space that you have, that you think that you created. And I realized that like over and over and over again, we put ourselves into these spaces where we will end up sacrificing a woman that doesn't fall, that falls one less, one step lower in the hierarchy. And like, that's where it stops. Like, I think the question before was like, when is it going to stop when we start creating safe spaces? Okay. But like, there's some stuff that we have to unpack as black women as well, where it's like not sacrificing your fellow sister to be able to, to live. Yeah. Yeah, Or to be seen in a better limelight. Exactly. Or to be like, oh my God, yeah, she's so loud. Oh my God. Yeah. She's so ghetto. Babe, Mm -hmm. you know what they're saying about you when you leave? That part. (laughs) Do, do you, you know think? what they're saying once you as, leave the room? As then it would say, don't bend down for the masa. Yeah. Do <laughs> oh, wow. There were a lot of coons said in this episode. <laughs> don't. And I think, but the thing is like being the, a quote unquote coon is very like, connected to the, to the idea of what we, what we started this conversation over. Yeah. Right. Like how close to the epitome of whiteness can you get? And if I can't be the lightest person in the room, I'm going to have the shortest hair. Right. I'm going to make sure that if uh, my I contour my nose to the point where it looks like I can't breathe, mm-hmm. I'm going to look like it because mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I look pretty in some type of way. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, if you have 3C hair, but you have Afrocentric features in your light skin, you're still going to get demonized. Not every light skin girl is actually pretty, you know? Like, yeah. not every light skin girl is pretty. Don't, don't think you're buff because you're light skin. Oh, no, it's because she has a no, she has an African nose. That's like, why you're saying that. That's basically yeah. what you're saying. So just say that. Just say that. And just me. say she looks like your mom oh. and you don't have respect for your dark skinned mother who that looks is, plus African. This is. And you don't like it. Just say it. This is the joke. Because half why. of these women that a lot of these black men becoming after, we look like your mom. Uh, your mom uh, has the nose and she has the lips. So, so what are you trying to say? And say, oh, you're ugly. Tell that to your mother. <laughs> Period. And see how, how she reacts. And then Tell when me. she reacts, come back I'm to me and me. tell me that and then see how I react. And guess what? It's same, same. Nothing changed. Nothing. <laughs> and this is why Rochelle so... Nelson is on this episode. Like, this are you episode. kidding yeah. me? But then also like going back to like light skin, like I, I've seen a girl on YouTube and she's half white mm-hmm. and half black. But, you know, light skin, like she is very much like really white and she has like green eyes and Eurocentric features, all that. But she has 4C hair. And I remember looking into the comments and being like, wow, you really like lost the lottery, like the genetics lottery with this one. Someone fully said, and that one, that one comment sent me in the spiral of being like, oh my God, imagine like dark skinned women have to deal with being dark skinned and also like all the negative connotations on top of that, et cetera, et cetera. But imagine being the beauty standard through and through for the black community, but having one step short, which is your hair. Yep. And literally being like, oh, well, you're not actually that pretty because like, look mm-hmm. at your hair. That's mm-hmm. why we need to stop trying to um, uphold these beauty standards because no matter, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this for anyone who doesn't get it yet. No matter how hard you try, no matter what you try to change, what you try to add, how you try to change your, your voice, your speech, your fashion, your hair, contouring, makeup, whatever the case is, um, bleaching doesn't matter what you try to change about yourself you are still going to be perceived to be black that will automatically at the end of the day exactly at the end of the day so you're never going to really get a proper seat at the table they might tell you to come in they might say poor water and leave they might give you a ticket (laughs) they might even give you a chair but the lower chair you know how everybody has the nice spinny chair with the back Uh they're going to give you a stool you're getting the white one that we that we at the counts No, the one that the, <laughs> the, on. the, the brook one when you're you're gonna yeah. break your yeah the one the legs are so wobbling <laughs> especially because it's a it's a slippery floor so you're gonna fall <laughs> understand that and they will look at you falling they said they accepted you into the room but now you're falling then what they're not gonna help yeah. you get up no. and like i say that to say like we need to really stop trying to um obtain all these type of beauty standards because at the end of the day we're never going to be able to get there perfectly like you know perfectly in a sense for how they want us to to be they really want us to transform and and be white it's not going to happen i'm sorry i grew up black i can't do nothing about it no matter how hard i try i'm going to speak the way i speak you know i'm gonna if i want nails hair whatever the case is Mm -hmm. you're always going to find some sort of thing about me some sort of feature or texture or color about me 
to call out. So why mm-hmm. am I crying, making up nonsense, spending money, doing this rah-rah in the third to only yeah. get put down for because a curl is showing? Yeah. And like I, I, I was watching I watch a lot of TV and movies, if y'all mm-hmm. can tell. But I was watching um the new Save by the Bell, which is another conversation altogether. Um and the, but there was there is good nuggets of like knowledge in there and i think one of the main characters was, was talking to another main character and they're afro latina in this in this space and she's just like the the main girl was like remember when you wanted to put pink hair in your braids for picture day but you didn't because you thought it was going to be ghetto and you came to school with your braids anyways and everybody said it was ghetto regardless should have and put in the pink. should have put in the pink and like when i seen that i was like and that was kind of like something that i lived by as soon as i yeah. kind of realize like okay like i'm this the odds are stacked against me so why am i going to fall into place like why am i going to like fall into this notion of like oh i have to be like i literally remember like in grade 11 was when i became natural because of yvonne shout out to yvonne but like i literally seen her hair and i was like oh my god you're so beautiful like what the heck okay well i'm also (laughs) going to do this too and she helped me through that and that was like the first piece of like wow like me honing my blackness outside of the fact of this predominantly black space but then also like when i go to school i have my 25 mm's lashes when i go to school i have my long nails i have my different colored wigs i talk the way that i want to talk do what i have to do because when i fall when you fall into the space of quote-unquote imposter syndrome which is what a lot of black women fall into when they go into spaces trying to change themselves you end up casting yourself astray Mm -hmm. because you're trying to appease to a, a, a a idea that wasn't even yours to begin with facts i always say who gonna check you this time society will check you because you know they're gonna check you do what you want anyways they're gonna check you regardless like so just do what you want to do like don't hold back exactly because regardless like if you walk into a space you're gonna be seen as loud or ratchet or difficult Ooh, i've been called that a lot because i didn't want to do things that i seen and like i wouldn't be the only black person in this space but because i was the quote-unquote blacker one right I was demonized a lot because I was like, I'm not going to do something I don't want to do. And because I'm vocal, it's like, oh my God, she's too much. And it's just like, how am I too much? Like, I remember walking into a space with like a six foot something white man, right? And we worked together. And he'd be like, Rochelle scares me. Fam, I'm 5'4". Like, what can I do for real? (laughs) I'm 5'4 and I'm underweight. What can I do? If the wind blows, I'm going with it. What are you talking about? And it's like, Rochelle scares me. Oh my God. And I'm like, you don't know me. How do I scare you? The only thing you know about me is my name. And I scare you. How? <laughs> oh, you're racist. Just say that. It's okay. <laughs> Literally just say that you're racist. Yeah. It's okay. Say I'm scared of black women and keep it pushing. Please, I beg. That's it. Every day. Or have you had it? those ones like, oh, when I first met you, I thought you were mean. <gasps> oh, that thousand. Actually, no, not me. Not that was before, that was I, but that was before they even said hi to me. They just saw my face and said, oh, I just assumed you were mean. Yeah, that it's was your skin tone, bad. fam, and your Again. face is straight. Yeah, that's yeah, why I just say I try to I'm smile in public. Move. It's so bad, but like I'll genuinely try to crack a smile. It hurts. <laughs> because people be sometimes. looking at you like, "What is wrong with you?" Like, yeah, I'm no, by myself. Same. Like when I was on campus, like then same thing. I'd be on <laughs> campus. I almost slipped up, baby. Um, I I was I would be on campus and like I would make friends. They'd be like, "You're so cool," and I'm like, "I know." Period. I know that. They'd be like, "I thought you were mean." Gr- how? Yeah. And I was like, I get it. My eyebrows are close together. I know I look like an angry bird sometimes, <laughs> but that's not, that has no right for you to judge a book by its cover. Okay. No, well, honestly, honestly, my eyebrows are close together. Like, no, I know. So I know I look angry. I do. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I do know my brow looks furrowed. However, you didn't even talk to me yet. You don't even know I'll go on. Like, I'm, I'm just very focused when I'm walking. Like, people are just like, when I see you, I thought you're going to be like a, a B-I-T-C-H. And I'm like, how do you know that? How do you yeah. know that? Well, How do you know that? We're expected to be like our presence in public. We're expected to be smiling, joyful, even when we're on our dolos. Like we're expected mm-hmm. to be uppity, like, hello, mm-hmm. any regular average person when they're walking by themselves and there's no one there that they know their face is. I'm not walking around mm-hmm. with a fast smile on my face. That don't make I'm sense. It, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're supposed to make other people comfortable. Uh-huh. Like that's not my problem. It's not my it job. Really isn't my problem. I don't get paid for that. No, no, I don't. Why do I need to make you feel comfortable? In fact, you make me feel uncomfortable. That does. And then where do we go from here? 
Like, where uh-huh. do I operate to? Where's the, the HR for life? <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Where's the HR for life? Because you're making me feel uncomfy, and I can't yeah. do nothing about it. Yeah, exactly. there is no HR, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Is no <laughs> if you think there's HR, wait till you're black. There's no, no literally, HR. Oh, that's... Ooh! That's another co- talk. Being black. No, that's face, another one. That's another conversation for another time. No, it is. No, it is. We don't have enough time for that one. But no, HR but does all not jokes, exist when you're black. When when they find that HR, come holla at your girl because I have bare complaints. When yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> when they find the one that cares about black people, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's sad. Like our only HR really is God, and we have to wait for the day of judgment. That's, like, that's the only thing that's really. The only one is just God. So I hear nothing but that. Really, God, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, hello. <laughs> no but fact i see no lies we're told on hold until the end of days like why no. <laughs> no you know what's so crazy prior to even having this conversation the conversation like we had before this episode i never really deeped um like texturism and featurism trumping colorism in a sense where we we have the conversation separately so i've never actually looked at it in a light where it's on the same levels and i think it's pretty cool to examine because like these are things that we we know subconsciously like we already um people demonize us due to our features and our textures um and when you add the color it's even worse having this conversation was extremely important um i feel like this is the type of conversations that we need to start having on a daily basis and also mm-hmm. including younger girls as well because they do face these challenges and oftentimes they don't know how to um go about it until they're a little bit older or they've already yeah. unfortunately those those uh barriers have already trumped them you know because yeah. We, yeah. we got boxed you know we were walking Oof. You know, when the, there's a clear ceiling, I mean, clear ceiling, <laughs> the clear door and you don't know that the door is there and you just go bop. Yeah, like like bop. a bird flying into a window. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Or the door that's... is open, but it's still it's, it's you're not... still bop. <laughs> like, there's, it's there's open. still blockage. A lie? Yeah, we don't have the key. So unfortunately, yeah. we do need to start having these conversations. And I feel like this is a great place to start. Um, mm-hmm. Just letting people know that this is an issue that we do have to to talk about. Like, this is what we deal with on a regular basis. Black yeah. women go through different challenges. And also understanding um, from our conversation today, understanding that we're all the same, but we're different. You know, we all have different experiences. We all have some sort of different thing about us. And it goes back to our podcast as well. Like when we tell people we're related, yes, we're Black, yes, we're Muslim, yes. But we all have different stories. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we all get treated differently based on different features different our different shades of skin tone our different texture hair textures because all three of us have different hair textures <laughs> all four of us actually so um having yeah. these conversations is very important and Rochelle honestly like thank you for bringing your wisdom your, your funniness <gasps> your, 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 your comedy as you say, your big words your academia uh-huh, the <laughs> academia thank you for coming and educating the people because honestly you yeah. educate me all the time she is one of the smartest people yeah. I, I oh don't gas me please no, it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> no, you're actually My head is already one of the smartest <laughs> females I have come across. No, like, it's yeah, ridiculous. when you yes. when you speak, it's very articulate. Yeah, oh, like you know good. exactly yeah. what you you're saying, how yeah. to say it exactly. And no, no, she's not smart for a black girl. She's just smart. Period. Period. You feel me? Oh, you feel me? Because I know someone said that in their. I know someone said that in their head. Just a lie. I, oh, I was yeah. hearing them for black women please not every day <laughs> it really sometimes isn't every day. just let us just be women thanks no but yeah, facts, thank you though. nah thank you sis and you're doing big things as well so like tell the people where they can find you yes. oh my god so yes you find me <laughs> <laughs> on right now instagram uh at negrella n-e-g-r-o-e-l-l-a you already know um and yeah and also you can find me on the flaunted movement and flaunted collection we're going to be releasing um our magazine and also we have a five-year anniversary soiree coming up in december Ooh. so watch out big for that things are gone. Um, big things are gone <laughs> so um yeah yeah thank you guys for having me on here it was so much fun yeah, thank you and continue doing <laughs> big coming. things like no pun intended <laughs> No, but literally. Super. <laughs> so you, are, you guys already know. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Big Tings. Uh, we really appreciate y'all. Y'all been rocking with us for so long. I don't even remember how, like, what number episode this is. I just know it's over 22 or 23. Oh, yes. And wow, we're almost a year, guys. 
that's that's crazy that's crazy but follow right follow us on instagram at let's talk big tigs you can catch us on twitter at ltbt podcast and stay tuned for what's more to come because big things will be coming your way that's all i'm gonna say that was a bar call me katie the poet but anyways y'all we'll check you next (laughs) we'll catch y'all next time on let's talk big things bye y'all